Welcome to Homeschool Your Way, the upbeat, open-minded podcast that informs and affirms your choices about your kids' education. We'll provide a buffet of ideas to inspire you to homeschool your way, because your way is the best way. All of the content on the Homeschool Your Way podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical or legal advice. The views expressed by the hosts or guests of the show are not necessarily endorsed by Bookshark. Well, hey, friends. Welcome to another episode of Homeschool Your Way. We are your hosts, Didi and Jimena. And today we also have our good friend, DJ Burleson, with us. Hello, DJ. Hi, guys. Hey. I'm so excited to do an episode with you again. Uh, yeah, these are like the best ones to do. Today we're going to be talking about distance learning and how to survive it because it's been really hard for a lot of families. And we've even had some families that have decided to not do the virtual learning that their school is telling them to do. And they've decided to jump on the homeschool train, but they find themselves kind of lost because it's something new. Yeah, if that's you or somebody that you know, please share this episode. Uh, We really want to be a support to your families. Yeah. So we're going to get into the topic right away. But before we do that, um, let's talk about how we self-care our way. We always want to emphasize the importance of self-care, especially during a time like this. So DJ, why don't you start? How have you been self-caring this week? Um, So my self-care tip has been to have a full-on lazy day. And this is a true lazy day because I work from home. So this is no answering emails. This is not getting on social media. This is not working on any projects. This is just truly doing whatever it is that makes me happy, which is usually my kids piling into bed and us having just like a full-on movie marathon. Currently, we are watching Avatar The Last Airbender. And that has just been really, really good for my soul because the distractions have been removed and I'm just spending time with my family. And that's my agenda is to just be with them or maybe some time just on my own. But there's no work to be done. None. <laughs> that sounds so awesome. Good for you. It feels so good to do that. My kids were obsessed with Avatar, by the way. Nice. <laughs> Well, my self-care tip is I got a new pillow because a good night's rest is so, so important. And pillows need to be replaced rather frequently, I find. Yeah. I'm finding myself, I think, needing to do that. Dee Dee noticed that my neck was out again today because she's a chiropractor. And I was like, oh, I thought it was getting better. And somehow she's like, your neck is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, my self-care tip is collagen protein. So collagen protein powder, I put it in my coffee in the mornings and it helps me stay satiated. And I also get more of my protein in, which I'm not very good at doing um, the amount that I've been told to do by my health coach. So I'm trying to get it in the coffee. Try to be good. Well, isn't that good for your skin and your nails and all that stuff? All that. That's why you look so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's an easy way to take in something instead of just taking like a pill because I will forget a vitamin in a heartbeat. Um, But putting it in your coffee, that seems like a really easy way. Well, let's jump into our topic. Let's do it. I have two high schoolers who are 
uh, schooling through a, a private school this year. And so I have a little bit of experience with the virtual learning this last couple of weeks. And our kids have a learning center that they're also doing virtually uh, one day a week. And then we homeschool the rest of the week. And I feel for you families who are virtual learning right now. Yeah. Now, DJ, you were saying that in North Carolina, you know some families that are really struggling with this. Yeah. Around here, um, a lot of the schools are doing virtual learning right now, um, but the handful that aren't, that are um, resuming classes as normal, a lot of those families are choosing to stay home still. Um, So they're doing something either similar to public school, like with the K-12 program, or they're they're choosing to strictly homeschool. But a majority of the schools um, right now are doing virtual learning. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the issues and problems that families are facing. And then in our second segment, we'll dive into some tips and just some encouragement because that's what we feel everybody really needs right now. Um, Number one is kids feel isolated. Yeah, this is so strange. If you're used to being around people and now you're there in front of a computer, the kids are falling into depression. DJ, you were saying that depression was a real problem right now during this time. Yeah, I've been talking to a lot of moms who are coming across their kids just not behaving themselves, and they're not knowing how to handle, um, like you said, the isolation, because not only are they not seeing their friends in school, but then they're not seeing much of their parents or family when they're home either if their parents are working full time. So we're asking our kids to kind of be on their own for way more extended amounts of time than they're they're used to. And so, I mean, man, who wouldn't kind of spiral down that way when you, you literally have no one to talk to except for who's on your computer screen? Yeah, and I think there's a lack of accountability too because the, the teachers are giving work, but there needs to be that communication with the parents. And I'm not seeing that that's happening for everybody. Different schools are handling that differently. But the work will really pile up if the kids aren't on top of it. Right. And then on top of that, you have kids that aren't um, participating correctly, right, in the Zoom chat rooms. Some teachers will do breakout rooms. And kids just, some of them don't care and they don't have that accountability from their parents. So then they'll just turn off their camera or they won't do what the teachers say. And that hinders the other students. It just, it's not a good situation. Yeah, I've heard that from friends, and I've seen that with my own boys, and it's frustrating. Oh, yeah. So another issue that I have been seeing with some of the parents here is that their young kids are being told that they have to be signed in to their computer for extended amounts of time at one time. So we're talking anywhere from seven to eight hours with very few breaks, Um, and then like a 20 minute lunch. Um, and on top of that, you know, there's, there's lots of rules and regulations on what they're allowed to do and sit. Um, they, you know, a lot of the kids around here have been told you have to be sitting at a desk. You can't have snacks, all of that kind of stuff. And so, um, we're asking nine and 10 year olds to sit at a desk longer than people who work in an office normally do. Um, and that just, that just starts a plethora of problems right there because um, like we talked about before we got on about 
sitting at a desk is the new smoking. Um, it's not a healthy thing, but yet we're asking our children to do it. That's just crazy to me that they would want the kids to be on there without breaks or snacks. Right. And that's provided they have a desk, right? Like we, we spoke to a mom um, at a conference that we gave last week who was really frustrated because they didn't have enough room in their house. And not every kid has a desk. Not every kid has their own space. Right. And that's a problem too for a lot of families. Oh, yeah. You're just asking for problems. Well, and it's really sad that the public school is asking, trying to dictate these rules and the families, I'm sure, are feeling stuck because parents are working. Right. 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 DJ, you work full time, but you work from home. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> that makes all the difference, right? What about some of these parents? Like, like my husband has continued going to, into the office the whole time. What happens to the parents that have to go into an office or have to go into a restaurant or a grocery store or a hospital? I don't, I don't know how that's working. I, I don't either. And I, I don't know anyone personally in that situation, um, but it has to be common. I would think that that would be the more common situation of, especially in single parent households, what's happening there when mom or dad or even maybe grandparents have to go to work. There is no working from home option. Um, what happens to those kids? Yeah, I have a friend who said she had to quit her job. She's recently divorced and she had to quit her job so that she could support her children in distance learning. I'm not sure what, you know, what that looks like, but I just know there's a lot of families in that situation. Wow. So wow. talk about just the amount of frustration you got the kids frustrated with their learning environment, with their lack of socialization. The, the parents frustrated because they see that this is not the best learning experience for their kids. And they're frustrated with the schools and what they're asking. Um, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And then the question is, are they really learning? It's hard to determine that when we have all of this stuff surrounding this situation. And a lot of families are jumping into homeschooling, not by choice, but really feeling like this is the best thing for our family. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And DJ, you said there was a lot of families that you're coming across that are homeschooling, but they're, they're feeling really lost and not sure how to do it. Uh, using K-12, which is an online school. It's a public online school. Right. Um, and I know from my experience with K-12, it's really workload heavy. How are they doing? A lot of them, you know, have the mentality that I think a lot of new homeschoolers have anyway, is to replicate replicate the classroom at home. Um, and then when it, that doesn't translate well, then they automatically think that they're a failure. Um especially with the K-12 program, because I've had teachers tell me that the K-12 program is a heavy workload and it's extremely hard to stay caught up with that program. So then there are parents that are like, I might as well throw in the towel. I might as well do virtual learning or I might as well send my children into school, which is something that they were trying to avoid in the first place. So then we're just, we're just causing all of these issues because we're asking parents to do something that are completely out of their comfort zone and their realm because they just haven't been giving the right, the right tools 
to be successful at home. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if you can relate to any of these frustrations or problems that we just mentioned, stay tuned because we are going to provide some encouragement and some practical tips right after the break. Tired of waiting for a monthly craft subscription to finally arrive? Forget monthly deliveries and monthly fees. With Hands-On History Kits by Bookshark, your kids get nine projects all at once and can binge craft for days. Each kit includes everything you need for nine history-themed projects. Construct a Chinese dragon puppet. Build a model of a globe theater. Make a working catapult. First they build it, then they play with it. Go to bookshark.com slash hands dash on to see all the choices. That's bookshark.com slash hands dash on. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the show. And today we're talking about surviving this distance learning adventure. And we have some tips, some encouragement for you. But first, let's talk about what we're reading. DJ, what are you reading these days? Well, my kids and I, we just finished the one and only Ivan on audiobook. And let me tell you, it's been a long time since I've read a middle grade novel that I just fell all over. And this one ripped out my heart. And it's just, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful story. I will warn you, though, we watched the movie after finishing the book and we were so disappointed. My kids were bummed out because I wouldn't let them watch the movie until we finished the book. Um, but I do highly recommend the audiobook for this. The guy who reads it, awesome voices, just an amazing storyteller. So if you're looking to read this book, um, just listen to it on audiobook because it's really, really beautiful. I love that. I'm always looking for good audiobooks to listen in the car. That's awesome. Well, I'm reading Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yay! Yay! I know. It's the prequel to the Hunger Games series. And, you know, we read all of that during the summer. And I became a huge fan. And now I want more. And yeah. I got more. It's on my to-do list, but not quite yet. Right now I'm <laughs> reading The Scarlet Pimpernel, which is assigned reading for the kids. It's a set in the French Revolution. And it's super entertaining. So I'm kind of reading it along so I can help the kids get motivated. This is the top of the year for us. So um, it's going to be good. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So let's dive into some of these solutions and practical tips and encouragement. So we understand that this distance learning is not the ideal situation, but we can be proactive and make the best of it as much as we can, right? Depending on everyone's situation, everybody's in a different boat, but hopefully these tips will help you guys out. Well, number one, we talked about how isolation can really lead to some issues and um, this can be a real struggle. So I I just, first of all, suggest frequent check-ins, talking with your kids on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, this is a time that n- none of us could have ever prepared for or expected our children to be prepared for. Uh, so I would recommend pushing it even further. If you are doing those check-ins and you start to see that something isn't quite right, you're seeing some big personality changes within your child, 
please do not feel ashamed to get your child to talk to a professional. May that be a a doctor or a, a mental health professional. It's really okay. If there is any time for someone to really be paying attention to their mental health, it is right now. And as parents, we have to be advocates for our kids um, for their mental health as well. And so get a check-in. If things aren't seeming right, they're not feeling right, they're not acting right, um, there's nothing wrong with taking them to go see someone. Because honestly, this is hard. And it's really hard on our kids. Yeah. And we're seeing depression in kids like never before. So it's it's a real issue and it needs to be addressed, not overlooked or just assuming that it's going to get better. I mean, it's been hard for us as adults. Right. Right. Every human right now, I think. And I think that we really need to be sensitive to that as a family. How do we stay healthy during this time? Yeah. Um, One suggestion we heard from another mom was having morning huddles and lunch huddles where we kind of talk about the game plan of the day and really lighten it up, make it kind of a fun office at home kind of vibe for the family. Right, right. And then taking lunch together, maybe. Yeah. You know, so then it becomes like more of a family unit. Of course, this is if the parents are working from home. Right. But this accountability that we spoke about at the beginning of the show that is lacking a lot of times in this distance learning needs to come from both the school and the parents. Oh, yeah. If the parents aren't getting involved, there's no way your kids are going to just be listening to this person on the other side of the screen if they're feeling rebellious or they're feeling unmotivated. Right. And it doesn't mean, obviously, that you have to be there with them looking at everything that they're doing. But again, like Didi had said, the morning huddles, just being in contact, being aware of what classes, what they're doing, how they're doing is super important. Yeah, work can pile up so fast. And if you're not checking in regularly, your kid might start to feel swamped, which could lead to depression, Um, especially with the older grades. If they miss a paper or a quiz, their grades are starting to plummet quick. Um, so they need encouragement, incentives maybe. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought a, a reward system. Do you have reward systems for your kids, DJ? Um, we do. We have little charts that they check things off of and they can earn anything from more screen time to um, money to go purchase things that they want to or even just going out for ice cream like for one-on-one time, which we do anyway with the kids, but they kind of get free reign on where they want to go. Do they want to go out to eat? Do they want to go grab ice cream? Do they any of that kind of stuff? So we do have a system in place to keep them on track with their school and their chores around the house that's so good that's awesome yeah and the other tip I would say is to use your voice right you have the right to speak up as a parent and if you see that the workload is too much or unnecessary then you know let's talk to the teachers about it another thing is encouraging your students to email their teachers often to really communicate and talk and kids aren't going to naturally do this Uh, It really takes some coaching from the parents to say, okay, what to say in the email? Because I know my kids will get instructions, maybe, and then say, I don't know what to do, or I'm not sure what to do. And I'm constantly encouraging them, email your teacher, ask. If they're not giving clear instructions, 
then you need to ask for clarity. It's okay. Yeah. And if you're not getting, you know, a response, then that's when we can get involved and maybe email the principal or, you know, somebody that needs to be told that this class is not running smoothly or that the teacher is not really communicating properly with the students. And that's a good life skill overall to be able to ask for clarification and know who to go to to ask for that kind of clarification, Um, especially for high school students. Because I remember being that kid of, you know, listening in a class, getting home and being like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. And my parents' response was, well, why didn't you ask? (laughs) So I think now it kind of forces kids into that position that, hey, you've got to ask for, you know, more information if you don't know what's going on. Well, and when I was a kid, there was no emailing your teacher. We didn't even have email. I think I'm a little older than you, but (laughs) now you can actually go and email. So it's great. Right, right. Well, Well, the next problem that we can encounter is the long hours in front of the computer, right? We talked about that. So some quick tips you know, blue block glasses are great, you know, to help eye strain. Also the 20-20-20 rule, you know, looking away every 20 minutes for 20 seconds out 20 feet is what I heard. Ooh, I like that. Okay. And that helps like keep the strain off of your eyes. So, you know, encourage your kids to do that. Also sun breaks. Oh my goodness. We, we, our, last conference talk about how the importance of nature and getting out in the sun it's immediately going to change any stress any tension that you have it's just good for you period yeah i would say if your students are asked to stay on their computer for hours and hours with no time to run outside for a little bit that's an email to the principal like that needs to be addressed yeah. Because it's not healthy and your kids are not going to stay productive at that level. Yeah, it goes against science, right? You know, science says that you are more productive when you take more frequent breaks and your brain is fresh. Right. And because we're all new at this, the teachers are new at this, the schools are new at this. If people don't speak up, then people are going to assume there's not a problem. So in order for things to adapt and change, there has to be a voice and we can do it respectfully. It's not shaming the teacher or shaming the principals. Again, none of us have ever experienced anything like this. But if we're silent on the issues and what our kids are dealing with, then no one's going to think that there is a problem to reassess things. Um, So we have to speak up and be advocates for our children and other people's children as well, because there might be other parents who aren't home, who aren't seeing the problem of sitting for hours on end in front of the computer. And so if you are seeing the issues, speak up because then you're benefiting the entire class or the entire school as a whole. Absolutely. That's such a great point. And we as parents can set our kids up for better success when we give them a workplace that's well lit. We provide them with water bottles so they're not spilling their water on their computers. They're staying (laughs) hydrated. I mean, we're we're thinking ahead. Right. Right. And like DJ, you had mentioned earlier um, when we were preparing for this about maybe having some snacks separated out for the kids, you know, so that they're not just going into the kitchen and eating everything in sight and, you know, right. time. but you're like, okay, no, this is, these are your designated snacks. When you get a break, 
this is what you can have, you know, whether it be a piece of fruit or a handful of nuts, whatever it is that your family eats. Yeah. And it's really good, especially if they, their parents are working from home, then parents aren't getting interrupted every five minutes. Hey mom, I want a snack. Can I have a snack? Can you make me something to eat? Because listen, that's my life. Okay. (laughs) That's my life all day long. All right. I have five kids, four of them are boys and they're all going through a growth spurt right now. So they're eating everything in sight. And so finally I just told them a list of snacks that they're allowed to grab at any given time without having to ask. And that's usually things like cheese sticks and fruit and um, maybe a yogurt, you know, things like that, that are just quick, easy, they can grab it. Um, So if you're a work at home parent, having those snacks already laid out and set out also helps from their work being interrupted a thousand times a day as well. Yeah. Again, you're setting everybody up for success, which is awesome, but it's something that's planning. Yeah. Well, okay. So another thing that we thought of to help encourage you guys, especially after a long hard week of distance learning, maybe the parents are working from home and that everybody's stressed out, have celebration days. Maybe make Saturday or Sunday or maybe even Friday night after everybody gets off, you know, a special time. Maybe you go out to dinner. It doesn't have to be expensive. Maybe you go out and take a walk together. Maybe you go bike riding or maybe you just read a book together. Something that says to your family, Yay, we did it, and we did it together. Let's celebrate. Yeah, I say celebrate every small victory. Okay, we made it through this week. We made it through this day. Uh, You got that assignment done. You know, let's celebrate. Even a dance party is a celebration. (laughs) That's right. Ending with a dance party. That's fun. I agree, especially for the little kids. I mean, this is, I think this is probably the hardest on our kindergartners and first graders who have been so pumped to start school. And now they're not getting to do all of those fun and like super hands-on type of activities that we kind of expect our little ones to do, you know, while learning. Um, And so those kind of opportunities of getting outside and playing in the dirt and doing all those kinds of things in celebration of the hard work that they've put in, I think is really beautiful and it sets a different tone and a different mood for the upcoming week. Yeah. And I also think keeping a gratitude journal is really important during this time because it keeps our focus on the good things that we have. And that has changed my attitude many days when I've been going, you know, sideways and I do that with my kids too. So that might be another great practical tip. It's a small change that can really cause great, um, just benefits. I agree. And if you're a family who, you know, you've pulled your kids out of school and you maybe enrolled them in K-12 and you're doing the online or you're replicating some sense of what the public school is doing, but at home and it's not working out, consider homeschool. Yeah. Check out our podcast that where we talk about the differences between schooling at home and actual homeschooling. It's not the same thing. And you have a lot more power over everything when you are deciding to homeschool. I love this quote uh, by Todd Wilson that says, we have been duped into thinking that school is the important part. Home is the important part. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so because our home, our children, they are our, they should be our focus as right. being these 
beautiful adults, these beautiful contributors to society, and not so much, you know, that they memorized all these facts and they got all these assignments turned in. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, as homeschoolers, we've learned through, um, through practice that learning happens it will happen. Um, and, and it usually doesn't happen the way that we think that it's going to happen. And so when we kind of have this mentality of replicating a classroom at home, we at times can hinder that learning because we're so focused on the education part. Um, and as homeschoolers, we've learned that there's freedom in this choice and there's flexibility in this choice. But more importantly, learning will happen. It, it's kind of one of those organic things that it will happen if given the environment to grow. And, you know, like Mana said, home is the important part. And if you can cultivate that kind of love of learning at home, it kind of naturally happens. Yeah, the great thing about the flexibility that homeschool provides is it's not this hour to this hour you know, with the distance learning, the kids are required to be at a certain time on their computers. And the flexibility is not there for parents who are working or parents who are busy. That can be so stressful. And homeschooling at your own pace in your own flexible way is such a freedom. And it's a gift during a time like this when things are closed. And we really don't have all we don't have access to all the things that we're used to having. Right. That flexibility really just makes everything much better. But I can hear some parents saying that sounds like a lot. That sounds crazy. You guys have been homeschooling. You know what you're doing. How would somebody just start homeschooling um, if they hadn't researched or thought about it? What are your guys' tips? Well, we have some great uh, tips on our YouTube channel, and DJ has a great blog also that talks about all things homeschooling. Um, but we also have some great episodes right here on Homeschool Your Way. One of them is called Transitioning from Traditional School to Homeschool. Definitely a must listen to if that is you. There's also a great one hosted by DJ um, Large Family Homeschooling. If you have a large family, you have to check that episode out. Another great episode is coping with the common homeschool frustrations. And we're talking about it now. Like, this can be so frustrating. So check that episode out. All right. Another place to get just a plethora of resources, especially for new homeschoolers, is the Bookshark blog. There's tons of contributors from all walks of life that come and share their tips and tricks on homeschooling. And you can find that at bookshark.com. And We've got to say it, but the Bookshark curriculum is really great for a family who just needs the planning done. Um, with the four-day curriculum, it's it's literally open and go. There's no planning. You have all the resources that you need, and it's right there available for you. I would say this is always what I recommend to families who are full-timers um, in the workplace outside of the home. This is the best curriculum because everything is already done for you. Um, No matter if you're doing high schoolers or you're doing elementary schoolers, it's done. You open it up. Everything's already laid out for you. And to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. We always encourage parents reading, writing, and arithmetic. You get those three basic things every day, and your student's going to continue to progress 
uh, and it kind of gets the fear out of your homeschool. Yeah. And uh, like you, DJ, we always recommend new parents to Bookshark because it is such a rich curriculum that is so easy to use and it's already structured for you. We also have a great episode about literature-based curriculum. So check that out so you can find out a little bit more about what this looks like. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, Homeschool Your Way, share it with your friends. Uh, We really want to be here as a resource for you. Yes, we're here for you, parents. You are not alone in this journey. And we want to let you know that we will all get through this. Your kids will get through this. And everybody's going to come out stronger on the other side. So just hang in there and keep being the awesome parents that you are already being to your kids. And also, don't forget, if you have questions, concerns, or comments that you want us to address here on the podcast, just head over to bookshark.com slash podcast and put in your questions. We want to hear them. We want to hear what your frustrations are. We want to hear the things that you want to know more about when it comes to homeschooling. And who knows, your question might end up on one of our episodes. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Homeschool Your Way, a podcast by Bookshark. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you have questions you'd like the hosts to answer or have any feedback about the podcast, please visit bookshark.com podcast to leave your comments. Or you can simply email podcast at bookshark.com.